Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. A Refugee from the Realm of the Living, written by Telekinetic Guitar. A mere second before impact crushed my skull, I realized that this was it. There was no making it out this one. I most certainly was going to die. A minute ago, I had been driving in a local store to get myself a pack of smokes. Impatient and lost in my own thoughts, I cut the signal. The last thing that I ever saw was a massive bus throw itself onto me. Surrounded by nothingness, I now stood in the dark and endless void. I found myself surprisingly calm about the fact that I'd just thrown my entire life away to save a minute. I wasn't screaming or panicking. There were no feelings of regret, no sorrow. I could feel that something fundamental inside me had changed. I wondered where I was. Was I in a coma? By some miracle, had I actually survived? Or was this the afterlife? Was my fate to forever wander this huge abyss of darkness? It was as if the empty void sensed my confusion. A large, cloaked figure materialized in front of me. They call me Father Time. I'll guide all wandering souls. Oh, uh, thanks. I awkwardly mumbled to him. You must be having some questions, he asked. Um, am, am I dead? Yes, gave the quick and direct response. Is there an afterlife? Yes, but only if in the sense that this is what comes after your time in the living world has ended. Life after death is quite different from what you humans have led yourselves to believe. So, um, what is this place? What happens after death? This is the space between realms. It is located at the center of all things. Upon your death, all souls from the realm of the living are sent here. Will I be here forever? No. Mortal souls cannot survive here alone. If they stay for too long, the void absorbs them into itself. You need a place to stay. The realm of the living no longer welcomes you. You will need to find another one that does. Okay, that makes sense. So, um, how do I find one of those? I uh, shall help you. Together, we shall visit many realms. Once we reach a realm, you will have to appeal to the god that rules over it. G god exists? Gods! do exist, but most of them do not much care for humanity. They mostly keep to themselves and only interact with one another. Few gods, mainly those and physical entities, have entirely sealed off the entrances to their kingdoms. No mortals are allowed there. But there are still a few that will let me in. Yes, there are. If they deem you worthy, you'll be offered a place in their kingdom. If multiple gods offer you a place, you are free to travel between them as you desire. 
I opened my mouth to speak, but father gently cut me off. We have stayed here for too long. Come, let me take you to the nearest realm. Close your eyes. I did as I was told. I felt him place a heavy hand over my head. A few seconds later, when I opened my eyes, the dark void had been replaced by a large, spread-out city. It had a distinctive smell that resembled the bakeries Mother used to take me to as a kid. This realm is ruled by the younger of two brothers, God of the Arts, the Creator. We walked through the land of the artist. I saw painters and dancers, writers and musicians, actors and directors, even chefs and comedians. Everyone expressed themselves through their own form of art. After a while, I began to hear a song so captivating that I had no choice but to seek out its source. When I finally found it, I was greeted by a rather peculiar sight. A plump old man stood next to a circular wheel almost as big as him. He used one of his hands to rotate the wheel, constantly shifting its speed and direction. Wearing a synthetic glove, he used his other hand to make various gestures in the air. It seemed like the music that had mesmerized me was being created from these hand movements. Is that an instrument? I asked the jolly old man. Yes, this is a rahalio. I form the chords in the air using my left hand, and I move the wheel accordingly to create the sound. The movement of the gloved hand creates a magnetic field. In the field's presence, the wheel is able to create music. The blueprint for the rahalio has been in my family since generations. When I was alive, I spent my entire life trying to create this instrument without any success. Most of my friends laughed at me. When I came here, God had one look at the design and marveled at his ingenuity. He even had his brother create the instrument for me. May I try? I asked him. Of course, he replied. Handing over the glove, he began to explain the fundamentals of the instrument to me. When I gave it a try, no sound came out. After a few minutes of struggle, when I finally managed to create some sound, it came out as shrill and cacophonous, not sweet and melodious, like when the old man had played. He spoke with a smile. It's actually not as easy as it looks. Needs at least a decade of solid practice. I moved on, while the time led me to the creator's castle. Inside, I saw countless artifacts, beautifully painted canvases, vinyl records, sculptures, musical instruments, and so much more. Some of the walls were even sprayed with colorful graffiti. Finally, we came across the mighty god. He sat on his throne, large as a giant. He was certainly bigger than any skyscraper I'd seen on Earth. Otherwise, he looked like a man no more than fifty years old. He wore simple clothes. His hair was grey and thick. Father Time spoke. To request refuge, kneel before him and speak. When God looks at a mortal, he can see a mortal's past. Based on what he sees, the Creator will come to a decision. I did as I was told. My lord, I have no artistic talents. I cannot paint or dance or sing. But I am moved by what I see around me, and I am eager to learn. 
Would you offer me a place in your kingdom? God looked at me. With a voice that echoed across the room, he spoke. There's a fallacy in what you think. That is how art is. Every soul has an innate ability to create. No one shall ever be denied entry here simply because they feel that their art is inferior to others. One of the most beautiful things about art is its subjective nature. For everything you create, there'll be somebody, or the other, who appreciates it. Maybe because it reminds them of a certain memory. Or maybe that's just how their mind works. That somebody else may even be yourself. For the first and foremost, an artist creates for one's own self and soul. But child, I cannot offer you a place in my kingdom. I looked at your time in the realm of the living. Your entire life, you've looked down upon the artist. You laughed at his resolve, mocked his way of living and his endured life. Never once in your adult life, you attempted to create something for yourself. When your own daughter told you she wanted to dance for a living, you even threatened to stop talking to her. You are not welcome here. The words were harsh as they stuck, but they rang true. Indeed, throughout my life, I had looked down upon the artist. I had even gone to the completely shunned the artist in my pursuit of the sciences. It is all right. Countless other realms and gods still remain. Father spoke. Now, we shall visit the elder brother, god of knowledge, the scholar. Soon, we were in a completely new land. The air carried a smell of new books and paper. Giant cathedrals surrounded me on all sides. Each had its own dedicated research team. I met scientists, mathematicians, professors, historians, doctors, biologists, amongst many others. The only thing that they all had in common was their inherent desire to learn. I even found entire buildings devoted to the study of magic and alchemy. There were engineers working hard so that they could create machines and bring some of their favorite science fiction concepts to life. One of the smaller cathedrals caught my attention. For a building that appeared so simple compared to the others, it was crowded and bustling with activity. I made my way inside. Everyone was seated around a small levitating sphere. They were all busy taking notes and performing calculations. What are they all doing? I asked the girl near me. We've created our own mini-universe. All of us are observing its peoples and the laws of nature that govern this little universe. It is so exciting. We've already learned so much about our own world that we never knew. The god of knowledge had the biggest building of them all. His castle was full of crafts, globes, and laboratories. Blackboards all over were full of complex equations. I made way to the throne room. God wore a lab coat, and his smooth grey beard almost reached the floor. Like I had done before, I knelt before him and spoke. Lord, I spent my life in the pursuit of sciences. I have even rejected the art to do so. Surely you must have a place for me in your kingdom. My child, indeed it is true that you've spent your life in science. But son, you only ever did so as a means to gain money and respect. 
When science failed to do so for you, you tossed it aside and looked for alternatives. Souls that reside here pursue knowledge in an attempt to seek answers to questions they do not know. They wish to explain and understand the world around them. Unlike you, they do so to satisfy their inner curiosity and to help others. And yes, you did reject the arts, but do not fool yourself into believing that science made you do so. My inhabitants of my kingdom often travel to my younger brother's realm and stay there for centuries. Father Ty placed a hand on my shoulder and spoke. It's all right. There are still realms to visit, child. Now we shall travel to meet the sisters. First, we shall visit the elder of the two. Soon, we were in the land of the dream, goddess of desire and ambition. She had been born in a realm long forgotten, and a time before the gods even. In her early days, she had lived life as a beggar. The child, frustrated of being mistreated by everyone, dreamt of becoming a queen and rising above the common folk. Millennia later, she sat in front of me as a mighty goddess. In a kingdom, ambition was celebrated. Desires were meant to be fulfilled, and dreams were supposed to be pursued. No matter the circumstances, one was always encouraged to maintain faith in themselves and keep hope alive. As a symbolic gesture and a constant reminder, she still maintained the attire of a beggar. Despite this, nobody could ever doubt that they were in the presence of a goddess. I proceeded to kneel before her. Stop, she said as I began to speak. I know what you seek, child, but I'm sorry. I do cannot offer you a place in my kingdom. In your youth, you were full of ambition. You sought fame and money, but your ambition was not healthy. Instead of looking to better yourself, you sought to bring everyone else down. Later in life, when your friends and family tried to improve themselves and pursue their dreams, you got jealous. Instead of working to achieve your own dreams, you tried to suppress theirs instead. And towards the end of your time on Earth, you stopped dreaming altogether. You gave up your ambitions. You threw away all your interests and desires. Every god's refusal stung more than the last. All the emotions that had not been able to feel in the void were now starting to bubble up. Trying not to think much about what had happened, I requested father to take me to the younger sister. The lover, goddess of kindness and affection, he replied, and soon we were in yet another beautiful land, surrounded by gardens. I took in the sweet smell of fresh grass, and the goddess of love did not have her own castle. She did not sat on the throne. She spent all her time with her subjects, slender and graceful and bare-chested goddess with a denim jeans and a long hair was the most beautiful woman I had ever laid my eyes upon. Her smile was lovely and her voice was gentle. Happy campfire songs played all over the gardens. Everyone loved each other and lived like a family. Souls were nurtured and showered with all kinds of affection. The affection of a concerned parent who is ready to sacrifice everything for the happiness of his kid. The affection of a teacher who wants his students to learn. The affection of spouses, friends, and siblings. Every form of affection 
respect to pity, was displayed and celebrated. The few who believed in polygamy kept multiple partners. Rather, the goddess carefully selected the one. I knelt before her and spoke. My goddess, I came here seeking a place in your kingdom, but I cannot bring myself to do so any longer. I realize that I do not deserve to be here. I have lived a selfish life. I took the love of my parents for granted. Not once did I reciprocate that love or think about their happiness. I demanded and demanded from my wife, never stopping to think about what I could do for her. I betrayed my dearest friends when it suited me, and I turned my back on my children when they did not do as I asked. The last thing I did as I left my house was shout to my family. They were crying, and all I could think about was my own box of cigarettes. Tears started to appear in her eyes as she listened to me. You speak the truth, my son. Yours was a life devoid of love and compassion. You've hurt more people than you shall ever realize. My kingdom does not welcome souls such as yourself. But by realizing your follies, you've taken the big first step. I hope to someday welcome you into my realm. But for now, you shall have to leave. When we reached the next realm, I did not even bother to look around. I dropped down on the floor within a second. All my pent-up emotions burst out from me in the form of tears. As always, Father Time placed a hand on my shoulder to comfort me. Sobbing uncontrollably, I spoke. My is a life wasted and full of regrets. I've been so stupid all these years. How did I never see it? I have behaved like a complete idiot. Snot and tears had drenched my face, but I went on. I am worthless. I could have become an artist. I could have given my family a better life. Forget loving my family. I could not even love my own self. Please take me back to the void you found me in. Let it devour me. Eat me. Make me part of itself. I do not want to live in this realm anymore. Setting down next to me, Father spoke. And what purpose would that serve? I don't deserve to be. Which realm is going to accept someone like me? I know one that will. I looked at him. What? Tell me about it. Take me there. I already have. Look around. Standing up, I noticed the place Father Time had brought me for the first time. We were in a dimly lit cave. Apart from the two of us, there was nothing else here. The only sound was that of water trickling in the far distance. Where have you brought me? Is this another realm? I asked Father. Yes, this is my realm. I live here. You? You're a god? Yes. It was stupid of me not to realize this earlier. It was so obvious. I had seen his powers. Clearly, Father Time was not mortal. This realm welcomes me. Yes, I welcome all of those who wish for a second chance. Now, follow me. We walked towards the sound of trickling water. After a long time, we came across a large and violent river. Dipping his hand inside the water, Father spoke. 
My realm is not as big or exciting as the others we visited. All magical power I can muster I spend on this river. What's so special about it? I asked. As long as they truly repent their deeds, it offers souls like you a second chance. Now, uh, step in and keep swimming upstream until you reach the source. It's gonna be a longer journey. Slightly embarrassed with myself, I told Father that I'd never learned how to swim. It does not matter. For those who truly wish for another chance cannot drown this river. Just remember, you have to keep swimming no matter what. I stepped inside the river. The water was a frenzy. I was the coldest that I have been. I prepared myself for the long swim. But before I started, I had one last thing to do. I faced Father Time and asked, Is this goodbye? For now, yes, he replied. After a few seconds of silence, I spoke again. Father, yes, my child. Thank you for everything. He did not reply, but his eyes conveyed more than words ever could. Slowly and awkwardly, I finally began to swim upstream. I swam for hours. The water was gradually getting warmer, and slowly I began to forget things. I no longer remembered my family or my house. Soon I had forgotten about the accident that killed me, and the various realms that I had visited that day. By the time I reached the white light, I had forgotten who I was and what I was doing. All I remembered was a voice telling me to not stop. There was something about the voice that comforted me and made me trust it completely. On earth, a young man rushed to the hospital. A few minutes ago, he had received some very important news. His wife had gone into labor. Soon, he would become a father. End of chapter. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.